Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in this episode today, I'm going to touch on what data you should track. So by data, I pretty much mean information. And there's a lot of value in tracking certain metrics when it comes to training, when it comes to nutrition and other areas regarding your fitness journey. And the reason being is like what's measured is managed, meaning what we can measure, we can manage accordingly, we can kind of handle accordingly and make sure it is in a good spot. So if we're not kind of measuring certain things, that can impact our fitness, then we're leaving our progression potentially up to chance. So that's why I recommend kind of making sure you're tracking like the main kind of factors that are going to influence your progress, which we'll get to. So there's a few things we want to, first of all, consider when it comes to what should we track. And like the main, the main thing is, is, is it actionable? So the data you're tracking, can you actually do anything using that data uh, people there's a lot of kind of smart devices and tools out there to track certain metrics that can impact your fitness but can you actually do anything to adjust those metrics accordingly or are you willing to spend the time adjusting those metrics accordingly that's something super important to be aware of because if you're tracking metrics that you aren't actually going to use that data in a positive manner then there's not really much point tracking it and it can even be negative tracking certain variables, which we'll get to. But as well as that, like, is it worth the time and effort? So obviously there's a lot of things you can track, which we'll get to. But how much time do you want to spend committing to your fitness journey? And how much time can you realistically manage to track? Or how much time can you realistically devote to like your fitness and tracking certain variables? Because... If, let's say, you're not wanting to maximise every single variable, uh, you don't want to spend the time doing so, then you don't need to track all the minute details and variables. That will impact your fitness. And you can also consider, is there any negative impacts or effects of tracking? For example, if someone was tracking their sleep and they seen that they slept poor, is that actually going to, like, see tracking your sleep? Of course, it means you can see what's going to improve your sleep, not going to improve your sleep, see why maybe you didn't have a good session, help kind of troubleshoot why your training didn't go well and be like, right, my sleep was poor, that will be why. But apart from that, like, you can, like, I got into habit this and I'm going to expand on this later. Like, if I, look, if I slept poor, looked at my sleep in the morning, that kind of, like, stressed me out a bit and kind of, frustrated me a touch and just went on today might not be a good session and gave me preconceived ideas of how that session is going to go before I even step foot in the gym which is obviously not going to be positive at all and if it's causing stress when it comes to like knowing I've had a bad sleep and I'm getting stressed out about that that's just going to make things even worse so do you have a reason to track the variables you're thinking about tracking which I'll get to I'm going to talk through what variables I recommend tracking uh, what variables I don't and why and there's ways of like progressing without tracking in like much variables at all really and the reason being is like for example nutrition you don't need to track your calories if you don't want to uh, it's gonna mean there's more room for error when it comes to your nutrition what I mean by that is you might not be as likely to lose weight if you're not tracking because the, like if you're tracking you're weighing everything out then you know you're definitely or very or you're most likely going to lose weight obviously your body can adapt and then 
put yourself at maintenance. But if you two thousand calories, you need two thousand five hundred to maintain weight. It's it's you can't really argue you're you're going to lose weight if you keep everything consistent, like expenditure, training, etc. So that's the benefit of obviously tracking. But you can't do so without, for example, uh, like people. How did people lose weight before my fitness pal was a thing? Uh, and how do people still lose weight today? Uh, maybe people like older individuals they don't really track for the most part uh, like but they'll be like oh I just need to cut out the crap stop eating less crap and what that what is that going to unconsciously do it's going to make you eat less calories so you don't need to track for example if I eat roughly the same foods every single day and then I'm like right I'm gaining a bit of weight let's say for dinner I always had kind of a chocolate bar and maybe let's say something else like a hot chocolate or whatever, but a random example. <laughs> random example. Uh, but first things that popped to my head. So I just know, right? I need to cut out the chocolate bar, swap it for something lower calorie to reduce my calorie intake. Or if I'm eating like chicken rice and then having like a lot of sweet chili sauce, it adds up a couple hundred calories or barbecue sauce. And I just know, right? I need to cut down on that. And then you can uncon- you can consciously just eat less calories just by manipulating maybe certain food choices or manipulating the amount of food you have and uh, that's going to change your calorie intake of course so you don't need to obviously in- enter everything in my fitness well just to lose weight in other words you can use habits you can use structure and habits and routine to help you lose weight another example is if let's say you always you always have something for let's say for breakfast you always have three eggs and toast then just reduce the toast you're going to be eating less calories. That's going to result in a calorie deficit. Granted, you're at maintenance beforehand. So, yeah, you don't need to track certain variables and there's ways around not tracking it. It just means there might not be as likelihood of you losing weight and it's maybe leaving it... You're shooting in the wind a bit more. You're leaving it a wee bit more up to chance. So, when it comes to training, what data should you track regarding your training? Uh, I like logbooking my lifts. I recommend logbooking your lifts as well. And this is kind of probably one of the most important things to track obviously there's pros and cons of it which we'll get to but if let's say you go in you know you've done 100 for 8 on squats you know you need to beat that the next week uh, or you know you need to improve your form in some shape or form uh, if that's a sore lowering phase getting more depth if that's maybe spending less time at the top you just know to beat last week's performance to apply progressive overload which is the main driver muscle growth you need to get more than that or improve upon that in some form so benefits of logbooking uh, logbooking basically allows you to it's a foolproof way if your form stays the same that you're definitely progressing it also allows you to look back on subsequent weeks months of training to ensure movements aren't stale so that you haven't plateaued certain lifts it keeps you accountable to training super hard whereas if you don't logbook then it can be easy just to kind of not not commit fully to your sets and reason being is if let's say you're you're just picking a random weight each week then it's easy to just kind of go through the motions whereas if you have something down written on paper let's say it's a relatively new exercise you've been doing it for maybe a few months and you're like right my body weight's going up and this lift hasn't progressed in the last three weeks my sleep's good everything else is good I'm obviously not applying myself enough to get to progress. So it's kind of a foolproof way of knowing if you're putting enough effort in and if you're moving forwards in the gym. 
training or having a logbook can have certain drawbacks. I don't think this applies to most individuals, but it can create certain, like a a sense of anxiety around training. What I mean by that is people put a lot of pressure on themselves. I think I I get some anxiety around logbooking as well. It sounds stupid, uh, but I'll explain why. Like trainings for for example for myself, training super important for myself. I equate getting stronger and performing better. And I put a lot of kind of, I put a lot of pressure on myself and I put a lot of value on progressing my lifts. So if I go in the gym and I don't progress my lifts, then that's, I don't want to, I've gotten better at kind of maybe managing my expectations, managing my mindset about it, but that's kind of like a loss. That's me repeat what I've done last week. That's me failed to progress that set. And it can kind of create, when training super, super important to yourself, and you're equating that to progress, then you can kind of create some sort of anxiety running up to sets and a bit of a negative kind of put yourself in a negative headspace, especially when you don't manage to progress. And don't get me wrong, like that's good. It should kind of when you're kind of getting stronger and stronger on exercise, like a like a squat or an RDL, it should kind of be a bit daunting thinking right what you have to do to beat last week's performance, and you should kind of have some maybe slight anxiety around it, but. If it's let's say extremely severe, then you might not want to, you might not want to track that if that makes sense. And obviously with training, this isn't so much data, but I recommend keeping, keeping like things the same, like your sets, your maybe exercise selection, etc. And that itself is somewhat data, and then you can track right. Are you are is your physique progressing with those metrics the same? If not, you know you need to increase volume or decrease volume that's not that's not so much data you track that's just something that i keep static and then i can assess if it's improving or not or if i'm improving or not and then adjust volume accordingly if i'm not recovering and you can obviously also track your recovery so and you don't need to kind of write this down you can just do it mentally in your head like are you sore going into the next session yes or no and then kind of keep noting that in upcoming weeks you could write it down somewhere you could log it in a Google Sheet or whatever, or on a bit of paper, or your notes on your phone, uh, but just being aware of that, and like, if, let's say, for two or three weeks, you you don't recover before the next session, let's say your legs are sore going into the next leg day, then you know you need to either improve your recovery, or do less for your leg training. And as for nutrition, so nutrition, obviously the most kind of obvious thing you could track is your calories, and your protein. They're kind of the main, if you're wanting to take your diet a bit more seriously and your progress a bit more seriously as well as obviously logbooking your lifts tracking your calories and your macros or sorry calories and protein first of all it's probably the most valuable place to start uh, because what happens with your body weights ultimately dependent on how much calories you consume and we need enough protein to obviously build muscle effectively that's what actually allows us to build muscle having an excess of protein so they are kind of the main variables that track when it comes to nutrition after that few things you can consider is like your fruit and veg intake your salt intake and your water intake and again if let's say you follow like a if it fits your macros approach with eating foods daily then this is something you can maybe have a goal for or if let's say you keep things consistent then you can obviously track how much you're having daily and then if you're following like a meal plan approach you just have that awareness of of how much you're having of each and also there's like salt i track my salt intake it can impact our hydration and our electrolyte balance which simply means being hydrated effectively to perform at your 
at your best and for me these kind of small variables these fine metrics do matter and it's something that I care about and I think will impact my progress so I'm willing to go well it's not really that much effort to be honest just kind of weighing out how much salt you're having on your meals but yeah I choose to do so as well and I also keep my water intake consistent you could say you don't have to and you could drink to first however I like keeping it consistent it just means when I go to the gym I have no doubts at all that I have done everything in my power to ensure I'm going to perform well. I know everything's absolutely nailed because everything's tracked. Again, what's measured is managed. So if, let's say, you're just starting out, feel free to track calories and macros or calories and protein, sorry, and then you can maybe track some other variables when you see the need to or if you feel like you can manage it and you're being consistent with your calories and protein. So pick which ones make the most sense. And something else to say as well is if something's consistently good, you might not need to track it. What I mean by that is, if you're not wanting to absolutely maximise every single thing in the gym, you're just wanting to feel good, look after yourself, look relatively good, then you might not need to kind of track how much maybe carbs and fat you're eating. Like, there, there might not be value in that for yourself. If you're wanting to, again, get that 0.1%, then you can consider doing that, but you don't need to. So think, what what do you need to track for your goals for your level of consistency and effort and how much you're wanting to put in and choose which ones will give the most reward for example if someone came to me with their nutrition and they were starting to try and track right i eat different foods on a daily basis i don't hit protein goal and i'm going to try and start tracking my salt intake on a daily basis and that's quite ridiculous because if you're having different foods you're having a different amount of salt in those foods uh, or sodium in those foods and potassium which are electrolytes that are found in salt so maybe track something if you feel like there's value in tracking it or you need to track it. But if you don't see value in it, then you don't maybe need to track that variable. And as I touched on, sleep something you can track as well. So there's obviously things like Apple Watches, Aura Rings, and Aura Rings, what I got, which, what I have, sorry. I've done a review of it on my YouTube channel. So if you're interested, check it out. It measures your sleep, your readiness to train, your activity, and like I said earlier, like there's downsides to tracking certain metrics as well. For example, I used to get into the habit of every time I woke up, I looked at my sleep score. I looked at how well I slept, my duration, my sleep quality. And that created some element of stress when I was trying to go to sleep the following night. What I mean by that is if like I know I've had like a poor sleep the last few nights, then I'll be kind of trying to go to bed and be like, right, I need to I need to a good sleep. I need to sleep well. And then that will create some sort of stress and then I'll actually sleep poorer because I've got some stress around sleep, as backwards as that sounds. So to fix that, what I basically do is I only look at once a week on my check-in uh, because ultimately like, me looking at my sleep score is not going to change anything. So it's only going to have a negative effect if my sleep's obviously poor. If it's good and I see I have had a good sleep, then that might have a good effect. But I think you get the drift. So sometimes consider like, is there any negatives around tracking and like I said I just look at it once a week in my check-in and, I, and I'm like have a look at it and I'll be like right why is my sleep poorer I think right what's happened the last seven days that made my sleep poorer I see what my average sleep is for the week and then if there is anything that I can change or improve I'll do so accordingly and it also can be a sign like when you accumulate fatigue from training sleep can be poorer and certain other metrics can be skewed a bit which can be a good tool and obviously something 
very valuable to track that I didn't even touch on is your body weight. So if you're wanting to kind of gain muscle effectively, having like an appropriate rate of gain is valuable. So weighing yourself daily or every second day can be a good idea. I usually just do it daily and get my clients to do it daily. The reason being is usually if you tell someone, right, weigh yourself Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, when it gets to like any of those days, just because you're not in the routine of doing it daily, it can sometimes make it harder to remember. So if you do it daily, then it's going to make it a bit easier. And as well as that, it will obviously tell you if you're losing weight or maintaining your weight effectively so you can adjust your nutrition accordingly. You can also consider tracking steps. So steps is one of the main variables I'd recommend tracking, as well as obviously your nutrition, body weight, your training. Uh, they're kind of the main fundamentals to track. And as for steps, it's good to kind of have a step goal and that just ensures if you're dieting, you're burning a minimum amount of calories or if you're you're in a gaining phase, it just means your expenditure is consistent so that you gain a gain a predictable amount on a weekly basis and it doesn't have to be super high. I think having like 7,500 steps on a daily basis isn't a big ask. It's going to be good for your overall health and well-being and it ensures you've got an appropriate rate of gain. So steps is something else you could track and that I recommend kind of tracking if you want to make sure you're getting the most out of everything in the gym. There's a place to maybe drop a step goal in a, day, on a, in a gaining phase if your expenditure is already pretty consistent, but I do think there is benefit of doing some steps. And with some clients, like if I don't think they need a step goal and I think it's hindering them or they're struggling to stick to their training on its own, I'll not give them a step goal to track because I don't think it's worth it. Whereas if they're nailing everything else, I think they can adhere to it. I think it's going to benefit them. For example, one of my clients, like sometimes he gets like a tight back. He works an office job. Uh, so I think a step goal is valuable for himself just so he does a minimum amount of activity so he's not got any tightness in his back, uh, which can cause pain and impact his ability to do certain lifts. You can also consider your blood glucose. So your blood glucose is basically the levels of like glucose in your blood uh, as the name suggests and the benefit of this is high blood glucose typically that's what individuals have when they're diabetic or pre-diabetic and it's good to have low blood glucose and obviously if I track it I can be like right how's it looking how's it sitting and then I can maybe think right what can I do to improve it if it is high uh, things like being a bit more active sleeping better certain supplementation uh, so the benefit of potentially tracking that that's when you kind of prick your finger and then use like a test strip to measure what your blood sugar is. You can also measure your blood pressure, not something you need to do every day, but something that you can do now and then uh, just to make sure it's in a good spot. And I think everyone should measure their kind of blood pressure and maybe their resting heart rate once every now and then just to ensure their health is in a good spot as they're both kind of good markers to look at to see if you've got overall good health. They can also consider like stress management techniques, so uh, like tracking things like how often you meditate or do deep breathing or time away from your phone. If, again, that could be, like if you feel like your stress is well controlled, you don't need to track it, but if your stress is super high and you struggle with stress, and that might be something valuable to track. And again, like what you should track is dependent on the individual and dependent on your needs. Again, if someone's got let's say very low stress and why would they need to track that or why would they need to implement that so implement and track what's going to be valuable and appropriate for yourself and maybe the next big rock the next big thing that's going to make the most progress if that makes sense that you're going to get the largest kind of 
reward from, if that makes sense. And you can also obviously track things like your energy levels and uh, anything else you feel like is necessary. And again, like track what is appropriate for your level of commitment and your what you can adhere to long term, if that makes sense. But I hope you, I hope I give you some value. Just a quick recap on kind of what I do recommend tracking, kind of like the main kind of the main basics is your training if you're progressing your lifts and then you know if you need to rotate lifts in and out your body weight if you're looking to bulk or diet or whatever of course doing so on a regular basis taking the averages i think tracking your calories and proteins is a good place to start if you are wanting to take your fitness journey a bit more seriously and then you can consider things like steps keeping them consistent after that i probably look to track my sleep and just being regardless if you track your sleep just trying to get like a good duration every night and then you could obviously look to track any other factors or metrics, sorry, that will be appropriate for yourself and uh, have value for yourself, if that makes sense. But hope you enjoyed the video. There, like everything I've kind of touched on are things I always track on, on either a daily or a weekly basis. And I think there is some value in tracking. And uh, if you do have any questions, just let me know. And I really appreciate everyone's support on the most recent episode, especially 137 handling the festive period uh, I appreciate everyone's support and kind of watching or listening to that and be sure to let me know if you want to see any certain topics covered drop a comment on the YouTube video or just drop me a message on Instagram because if you kind of tell me what episodes would be valuable for yourself it helps me create a pod or create kind of valuable content that's going to actually help you and help the podcast grow and as well as that which is obviously going to benefit yourself. So hope everyone has a great rest of your day and thank you very much for watching or listening.